Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Sully Side Up podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please consider dropping a rating on the podcast, giving it a follow and maybe even sharing it on your stories. So today I want to talk about taking risks. And in my previous podcasts, a lot of what I've talked about has pretty much been backed up by science. But today I kind of just want to talk about my own experiences. And when it comes to taking risks, I think a lot of people avoid it where they can because they're afraid of the outcome. But it's not really the outcome they're afraid of. They're afraid of being wrong. Because let's say you've got an ambitious goal and it kind of scares you. And first things first, your goals should scare you. If your goals don't scare you, you're not thinking big enough, to be honest. But I think a lot of people shy away from actually taking risks because they think straight away that, oh, what if this doesn't work out? Instead of focusing on what if it does work out? And for a very long time, I've kind of shied away from actually taking risks because I always thought worst case scenario, like, oh, what if this doesn't happen? What if this doesn't work out? And a lot of that stems from insecurities and being afraid of what other people will think if you do mess up. But the reality is you're always going to regret not taking the risk if it's something you really wanted to do. And when I'm talking about risk here, I'm not talking about selling the house, heading down to the casino and putting the wife and kids on black. No, not that type of risk. (laughs) The type of risk I'm talking about is going after what you've always wanted. And I can only talk from my experience now, but since I've started taking more risks in my life, one, I've become more interesting, two, I'm a lot happier, and three, I'm actually working on things that I'm actually passionate about and actually care about. And I'm only talking about this stuff because I've been that person who was afraid of failing, uh, afraid of what other people will think of me, afraid of being judged. But the reality is when you're too busy working on your goals and actually improving yourself, you don't actually have enough time to actually worry about these kind of things and worry about the opinions of people you genuinely could not give a fuck about. So once you stop thinking about external sources and looking for validation outside of your control, the next problem when it comes to risk taking is actually yourself. Because so many people, myself included, fall into the trap of telling yourself these bullshit excuses of why you're not doing something or why you're not taking the risk. The most common one being time. And I want to talk about balance here as well, because a lot of people talk about balance. And here's the thing, a person's balance in their life is always going to be different to the next person's because it depends on where you're at in your life. But in order to actually have balance, you need to know the extreme of doing too much and the consequences of doing too little. And balance is knowing about where you are in that scale and knowing what to do in that situation to balance it out. Even when I look at, let's say, my time over the last couple of years, there was no fucking balance there. That's a lot of shit. There's times where I literally had zero free time and there's times where I had loads of free time. For example, during my undergraduate degree, I was in college 9 to 5 Monday to Thursday and 9 to 1 on a Friday. I had soccer training twice during the week and a match on a Sunday, but I also worked from 2 to 10 on a Friday, two 10-hour shifts Saturday and Sunday, had a soccer match on the Sunday, and also went to the gym four or five times every single week. And on top of that, you have to find time to get assignments done and study. Now, you tell me where the fucking balance is. (laughs) That's not balance, that's full throttle. And that's just the way life is sometimes. And then that summer I pretty much had it off where I was just working and training, no college. But you know, me being the intelligent specimen I am, after I finished college, I decided to do it all over again and do another master's just to really understand how much I can put myself through. And of course, it's not easy balancing college with work, trying to build your own business, training, sports, trying to socialize and keep in contact with friends. It's not easy. But the reality is you're going to give value to things that are important to you. So this whole bullshit about not having time is just a lie you're telling yourself to justify the decisions you're making. Some people are going to be fucking personally attacked hearing that. But that's just a harsh truth you need to accept. And it took me far longer to accept that than I'd like to admit, but it's just the truth. You'll make the time to do the things you want to do and meet up with the people you want to do. So if you keep asking someone to meet up and they keep saying, nah, no, I don't have enough time, have some fucking self-respect. 
walk away. And maybe it is a case that they don't have enough time right now, but if they're not looking to make plans with you at a later date, chances are you probably care more about them than they care about you. So my advice to you would be to just go ghost mode and if you don't get any sort of communication back from them about creating plans, then you'll know that relationship was one-sided and you can cut one person out of your life just like that. Because if they really do care, eventually they will get back in contact with you. And it might be a case that person actually is very busy, but constantly pestering them when they are really busy is just gonna lead them to actually resent you. So in that situation, just step away. <laughs> but my point there really is just a lot of people say they don't have enough time when in reality they just don't give a shit or they don't care enough to make a change. And that goes for across the board. The fact is you can lie to others, but you can't lie to yourself. So many people get comfortable in jobs or relationships and stay in them for years, even when they are unhappy, because they're afraid of wasting the time they've actually put into the relationship or the job. And this is called the sunk cost fallacy. Let's just use the example now of someone who's in a relationship and they've just been cheated on. Now, anyone in their right minds is going to leave that relationship. But what happens to some people is they start thinking, ah, oh, I've invested so much time and energy in this relationship for it to fail. I can't just throw all that away, like... And that's how they justify staying with a person that cheated on them. So the sunk cost fallacy is basically when you invest a lot of time, money, energy, or love into something or someone. And the more you invest in it, the greater the urge to continue becomes. And this is just a completely irrational behavior. Oftentimes we make these decisions with our emotions. So to stay away from the sunk cost fallacy, you need to start being a rational decision maker because rational decision-making requires you to forget about the time, money, energy you've spent to date because no matter how much time, money, energy you've invested, the only thing that matters is your assessment of the future costs and benefits. So if you can rationally think about a situation and be like, right, okay, the benefits of sticking with this far outweigh the costs, so I'm gonna stay with whatever I'm doing, that's fine. But if you sit down and you say, fuck, right, actually, this is actually costing a lot more and it's actually benefiting me, then it's time to cut ties. And that kind of sounds like I'm coming at it as like from a relationship perspective, but no, this goes across the board. Let's say with your investing, let's say you've got a stock and it's just doing shit and you're saying, ah, oh, no, no, I've got to hold like diamond hands. I'm going to hold this stock until it gets better. Or maybe you're stuck in a dead end job and there's no sign of any promotion, but you're comfortable and you've been there a couple of years. So, you know, it's safe then it's kind of time to reevaluate. So you can apply it to any sort of situation in life. And I think the reality is deep down, we all know what we need to do. And it's coming to terms with that, which can be quite hard for most people. But you just need to do what needs to be done, regardless of how you feel. If you make all your decisions with your emotions, you won't get what you want. Investors have a saying that emotion always loses. And they're right. When you make decisions with your emotions, you're not thinking straight. You're usually very reactionary, impulsive. You don't think things through. And it's not very easy to get out of that mindset and it requires constant effort and regulation. But with time, you get better at controlling your emotions and making more rational decisions. And this is the key to actually being consistent because hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. I'm sure we've all heard that quote before. And it's true. You could be smarter, faster, stronger than anyone else. But if you don't show up and put the work in, it'll all go away and you'll just be left behind. Another reason people are afraid of taking risks is because they've given up in the past. So they think they're going to do it again. But you can't let past failures get in the way of future success. And so many people fall victim for this. They've failed in the past, so they don't even bother trying or they just give up. I want you to imagine that thing that you've given up on over the last couple of years. Maybe you started a fitness journey and you gave up or you tried to start a business and you gave up or you gave up on a relationship that you had. Imagine if you didn't. Imagine if you kept going and you persevered and you actually applied the effort. 
because in that situation you thought it was worth it and you didn't give up i mean you started it with the intention of finishing it right no one starts something expecting to give it up so why did you give it up 99 percent of the time the reason you gave it up is because giving up is easy it requires you to do nothing and when you think back on that thing now you're probably thinking about regret fuck why did i give that up (laughs) and this is something i say all the time you suffer the pain of discipline or the pain of regret and the choice of which one you suffer from is completely up to you life is either hard now or easy later or easy now and hard later and again that choice is completely up to you so if you take the hard choice now and the hard route now your future becomes easier and sometimes that means going down the less safe more riskier path for example i was working in a gym completely confident i was going to get the manager position in that gym if i stayed there just finished my master's in sports management so it made sense i was also lecturing on the side And that was something I've always wanted to do. I fucking loved lecturing as well. I really enjoyed the time I was lecturing. But I've always wanted to go to Australia. And I know if I never went to Australia, I would regret it for the rest of my life. Because if you listen to people who are older than you, you can actually learn a lot from them. Every single person who's older than me, let's say mid-30s or mid-40s or 50s, every single one of them said, oh, going to Australia was the best thing I've ever done. Or else they said, oh, I never went to Australia when I was your age and I regret it so much. What does that tell you? Go to fucking Australia while you're young, lads. (laughs) But in that situation, it would have been very easy for me to stay in Dublin, working those two jobs, making lots of money. But in the long run, I would have been unhappy because I would have always had that regret. So now I'm going to Australia, taking one of the biggest risks of my life. And I'm just not really worried, to be honest. I have a very laid back personality as it is. I don't really stress too much about things because I know in the long run everything works out. But it is a risk like and I am just going all in on it. And that's my advice to you. If there's something you want to do, go all in. Don't just half arse things. Because if you go into something, whether it be starting a business or getting into a relationship or moving country, if you go into that with 100% effort and it doesn't work out, then you can hold your head up and say, at least I tried. Whereas if you only gave it like 60, 70, 80% effort, at the back of your mind, you're always going to be saying, ah, I could have done more. I could have done more to make that work. So just take the risk and go all in on what you want to do. Over the last eight weeks, I've gone all in on my coaching business. The safer option would have been to get a job that I absolutely hated and just work for minimum wage until I go to Australia while I'm living at home. But instead, I took a massive risk and I invested in a business mentor who's actually going to teach me how to run my business effectively And I've made more money through my coaching business than I would have made working full time in a shitty job that I hated. And of course, things could have went wrong, but they didn't. I applied myself. I absolutely gave myself 100% effort. I fully committed to what I wanted to do and I achieved it. And I'm so proud of how far I've come in such a short period of time. The same goes for the podcast. I took a risk. I didn't know if anyone was going to listen to it, but they did. And I have people texting me every single week saying, great episode, Darcy. Can't wait for the next one. So I'm having a positive impact on people just through this podcast and it's something I've always wanted to do. And absolutely I regret not starting it earlier. Let's use the example I said earlier about imagine the thing you gave up on three years ago. But instead let's tweak it a little. Imagine you started the thing you wanted to do two or three years ago. Where would you be now? And that's going to hit home with a lot of people because I know it hit home with me. So just take the fucking risk. And if the risk is maybe starting your own business or something like that, I would highly recommend doing what I did. So start it as a side hustle. And when it gets to a stage where when it can eventually become your full-time income, then you can transition and give up the job you actually don't like doing at the moment. But whatever it is, just go for it. Start choosing the hard things now so your future life can be easier. 
One of the reasons I started having cold showers every morning a couple of years ago was because it's starting my day off with something hard. I'm training my mind to do the hard things, to choose the hard things. And if you do start doing something like cold showers, you'll notice the benefits straight away. When you first start doing it, you get this initial flinch when the water hits you and you start jumping all over the place. You're like, fuck, this is so shit. I want to die. <laughs> but then after a couple of weeks, it's just like nothing. It's like hot water. You can just stay there completely calm, controlling your breathing. And your body just adapts and you get better at dealing with stressful situations, in my opinion, just from a small task like a cold shower. So with time, the hard things become easier. Think of a marathon runner. Do you think the first time they ran, they were able to run a marathon? No, you have to train for that. And if you don't start, you'll never actually get to that stage where you can run a marathon. When it comes to taking risks, another reason why people choose not to take any sort of risk is because of loss aversion. And to briefly explain what loss aversion actually is, it's basically the fear of losing something motivates people more than the prospect of gaining something of equal value. So if you lost a hundred euro, it would cost you a greater amount of happiness than the delight you would feel if you won a hundred euro or if someone gave you a hundred euro. And that's because on an emotional level, the cost of losing something weighs about twice as much as gaining something. We are basically more sensitive to negative than to positive things. We tend to remember bad behaviors more than good behaviors. For example, it's easier for you to remember someone who's done you wrong than someone who's done you right. But loss aversion does explain why people are afraid of taking risks because we perceive the potential downside of what we want to do not working out twice as badly as the potential upside if it did work out. So it's just something that you should be aware of. But if you want to live an exceptional life, then you have to be prepared to do the things that most people aren't. And that requires sacrifices and taking risks. And if you're not prepared to do that, then whether you like it or not, you're probably settling for less than you're actually capable of. And one of my biggest fears is settling. I could not think of anything worse. And that's why I have such high standards with myself. And that's why I'm so hard on myself because I know how successful I can be and I know the potential I have. And one of my biggest fears is not reaching that potential and settling for less. And I fully believe that anyone could be successful, but you have to be willing to work hard, have a little bit of luck, take the risks and just be consistent. That is the biggest thing that separates people who are successful and people who aren't not successful. And most of the time, the biggest problem is procrastination because people only want to do things when they're in the right frame of mind and when they're in the mood to do something. But in reality, the right mood is a very rare occurrence. So you have to be prepared to do the things that you know you have to do even when you don't want to do them. Procrastination is basically the tendency to delay unpleasant but important acts. Now a handy way to actually overcome this procrastination is the first thing you need to do is set a deadline for the task you need to have completed and then you just simply start telling people about this deadline and when you need to have the task done for. So what you're doing is transforming your personal deadline into a public commitment. You'll see a lot of the time on Instagram as well that coaches will get their clients to post themselves in the gym on Instagram. Now you might think the coach is just simply asking them to pretty much advertise them on their social media and there might be some truth in that but on a psychological level the person who posted the picture of themselves working out in the gym with a coach tagged is actually putting social pressure on themselves to actually get in shape and basically get a good transformation but just in general telling people you're going to do something is a good way of putting pressure on yourself to actually complete a task for example when i decided to go to australia i didn't book the tickets for about three months after i 100 decided but the day i decided i was going to australia i told so many people i was like yeah i'm going to australia i'm going to australia 
and that's putting pressure on me to actually go. The same goes for when I was doing a photo shoot. I was telling people, yeah, I'm doing a photo shoot in eight weeks. Yeah, this is what I'm doing because you don't want to be in a situation where people go to you, ah, oh, how did that photo shoot go? And you go, ah, I didn't actually do it because I didn't do the work and I didn't get in shape. You're putting social pressure on yourself to achieve a task or a goal. And it's something I do all the time and it works so well. I'm also quite stubborn and I want to always keep my word. So if I say I'm going to do something, I'm fully committed to actually completing it. I don't want to be someone who's just all talk. So if I say I'm going to do something, I want to follow through and actually do it. And when you do start acting like that, people start paying attention and actually respecting your word a lot more because you're not one of these people who are all talk. Last thing you want to be is a talker. We all know people who are full of ideas, but ideas are nothing without implementation. So if you've got something on your mind that you want to do, take the risk. Stop waiting for the perfect opportunity to take action because the reality is there's never going to be a perfect time. I wanted to do a fitness photo shoot for about two years, but I kept putting it off because I wanted to wait for the perfect time. And in the end, I realized there's never going to be a perfect time. So I decided to do it while I was doing two jobs, um, researching for my dissertation and finishing my master's because it was important enough for me to do it because I knew I could make the time to do it if I put my mind to it. Were the circumstances perfect? Absolutely not, but they're never going to be perfect. There's never going to be a perfect time for you to take action. And that's why imperfect action is better than perfect inaction. Because at least with imperfect action, things are actually happening and you're getting something done. And on that note, I think we're going to end it there. <laughs> I feel like I went on a few more rants than usual in this podcast. But if you enjoyed the episode, then I'd really appreciate it if you considered sharing it on your story to your friends, dropping the podcast a rating and making sure you're following it so you don't miss the next episode. Until next time, take it easy.